The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What is the Pentecostal Church, and what do Pentecostals believe? Pentecostalism is a fairly modern movement within Christianity that can be traced back to the holiness movement in the Methodist Church. A major focus of Pentecostal churches is Holy Spirit baptism, as evidenced by speaking in tongues. There are approximately 170 different denominations that identify themselves as Pentecostal. Towards the end of the 19th century, there was a dramatic rise in religious fervor as various groups anticipated the end of history and the return of Christ in 1900. Much of this fervor was driven by the revival meetings held by those in the holiness movement, and there were occasional reports of people speaking in tongues. The first widespread use of tongues was at a revival in Topeka, Kansas, in January 1900, led by Charles Parham. Agnes Osman, a Methodist, began to speak in tongues, and others in the meeting eventually followed suit. In 1906, a series of revival meetings on Azusa Street in Los Angeles led to a widespread experience of tongue-speaking, which spread to many parts of the country. The meetings were led by William Seymour, one of Charles Parham's students. Parham and Seymour eventually parted ways because Parham believed many of the manifestations of Azusa Street were of the flesh, or perhaps even demonic. By 1909, Seymour had excluded all but African Americans from holding office in the mission, and the ministry eventually faded into history. Although the Azusa Street mission had a brief life, its impact on the Pentecostal movement has been a lasting one. Many new churches and missions were founded across America, which carried the new emphasis on seeking the baptism of the Spirit as evidenced by speaking in tongues. Today there are over 200 million denominational Pentecostals, and another 200 million who identify themselves as Pentecostal or charismatic in mainline churches. There are three main divisions within the Pentecostal movement. The original group, which came out of the Holiness Church, Methodist and Nazarene, sees three progressive steps in the life of a believer which indicate growth and blessing. The first step is justification, which is the forgiveness of sins that comes from putting faith in Jesus Christ. The second step is sanctification, or the second blessing, which was first taught by John Wesley in his A Plain Account of Christian Perfection in 1766. The essence of this doctrine is an inner purity of heart and an infusion of power whereby the believer no longer practices sin. This is sometimes followed by the third step, the baptism of the Spirit, as evidenced by speaking in tongues or other signs. The Church of God in Christ and the Church of God Cleveland, Tennessee, are two major denominations in this group. The second division is comprised of those who came out of a Baptist background, but were heavily influenced by the holiness revivals of the late 1800s. The Assemblies of God was founded in 1914 under the leadership of Eudorus N. Bell, who had been a Southern Baptist pastor. The key difference in doctrine for this group is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is available for everyone, regardless of attaining sanctification. The third division is the Oneness Pentecostals. At the meeting which formed the Church of God and Christ in 1914, there was intense debate over Trinitarian doctrine. While the majority of holiness believers held to the traditional belief in the Trinity, there was a growing group which held to a modalist belief and held that baptism should be done in Jesus' name only. Another tenet of this group is the necessity of speaking in tongues as evidence of salvation. This group was to form the United Pentecostal Church and the Apostolic Pentecostal Church, among others. What are we to make of this movement? The early holiness believers recognized that Christianity ought to result in visible changes in a person's life. 
The focus of many early prayer meetings was to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Hebrews 12, verse 1. These earnest believers wanted to run their race faithfully and were seeking God's help to do so. As that earnestness gave way to emotional religious fervor, doctrines were developed to explain and support the emotions and experiences. For many today, the emphasis is on the excitement, the experience, or the new word of prophecy. Some of the questionable foundations laid by John Wesley, for example, a second blessing of perfection, pave the way for later Pentecostal doctrines of new works of the Spirit. Many Pentecostals allow experience to trump scriptural teaching and will twist scripture to support what they know by experience. Jesus himself warned of false teachers who spoke of mighty spiritual experiences in Matthew 7, verses 22 and 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Peter affirmed the value of Scripture over experience when he said, We also have a more sure word of prophecy, to which you do well to take heed, as to a light that shines in a dark place. 2 Peter 1 verse 19 God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org